Welcome to the Rose and Dagger Podcast, a podcast about writing fanfiction. I'm Lauren, Kings of Everything on Tumblr and AO3. And I'm Nick, Lewin has AF on Tumblr, and Yes is the World on AO3. Welcome to episode 43. We're going to talk about world building with some special guests. (laughs) (laughs) With some special guests. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Would you two like to introduce yourselves? Hi. <laughs> I'm Emu. I'm a London Fog in a Cup on Tumblr and Lady Londonderry on AO3. And I'm Seuss. I'm Lulu Lawrence on Tumblr and AO3. And Lauren and I were discussing how I don't know how to world build. That's I, true. Hmm? That's true. <laughs> you know how to world build? more concrete. Right. I have very concrete world building. Right. And all of my fics are set in today and the wildest and craziest I get is throwing a vampire <laughs> in there. Concrete vampire. Yes. So, we thought it might be great to talk about fics that are less concrete in today's world. A little Emu, bit more abstract. Emu got this ability to write that seem like they might be set in like the real world, like just like slightly to the left. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think like, I think that's like, called magical realism. There, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the real world, but it's a little off. And but um, it's an MAU. It is an MAU. Because that's where she lives. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they're very like <laughs> it's like the world exists. That's how I feel. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're, they're like, that's the real world. It might be the real world. It might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have a specific question? <sighs> no, I feel like I just don't even know where to start. Why don't you start with talking about how you build the world in your head? I don't. Nice. I build characters, I think. But you're think- always busy. Yes, and I think part of that, I blame part of that on my inability to my, um, yeah, my aphantasia, that I can't see anything other than what is here. So I guess I could build a world, but I would have to, like, think through so much stuff versus just, like, being able to just, like, conjure it. And I think when you're fixed, they are they feel so effortless because they're so well done that it feels like it must just like it just happens. happens. And so I wonder if that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I love that fit. (laughs) My roommate refuses to go to Ikea because she's afraid of getting lost. It can happen. What's she found in Harry Styles? I think she'd be real afraid of him. Um, but I will. 
like you can take the concept and twist it slightly. And it was always there's always like an enduring quality to it where I just wanna be like, I love these people. Now I'm thinking about the I just reread the book. <laughs> My finest moment. Honestly. in the back of the car. Yes, I guess thinking of that. I love that thing because it's magical realism. It's set in the real world, but there's a werewolf, and it's just like slightly annoying. <laughs> it's a slightly annoying werewolf that just like gets doggier in the car, and you're like, fuck, man, like. I was thinking of the Starbucks, the her nori fix, which I absolutely love. Um, don't don't take the Starbucks. Don't bring the Starbucks. Don't bring the Starbucks. Um, because it just it's Niall is randomly not in the UK anymore. He's in the middle of Ohio. He's in Ohio, and he's, he's in, like, "What the fuck am I doing in Ohio? I was literally just on, on the tube, Sawmill Road." <laughs> yes, I knew exactly where he was. <laughs> Reading that thing, I knew exactly where he was. He was. But I did make up by the a Starbucks. To be fair, it was it was, in it was slightly of the closer bank. to the airport. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the shopping center with the mm-hmm. Walmart and shit. Yeah. Exactly. Um. <laughs> and so I'm reading this, and I know exactly where he is, but he doesn't know why he's there, and I'm like, why is he here? <laughs> and then I just kept reading, and then all of a sudden, like, there's Rory. Why is Rory here? And why is he talking to him? Like he knows him when he clearly doesn't know him. And all of a sudden, there's Starbucks, like in the Starbucks, but why? And like, it all just makes sense. <laughs> um, it's like some of these paintings that are so familiar to like everyone, and, and there's just like an extra layer to it that makes it special. That's how it feels to me. So when you, and my question is, how? Yeah. <laughs> like what? What is it? What do you start? With? Ikea fix. Ikea fix. I okay. Every single fix that I write, every single fix that I write, um, is based around one thing, and that one thing is a really painful scene that I want to write where someone's really fucked up, um, and needs to be saved. Usually, every single fucking fix is just like I just want to write this one terrible scene, um, and then I have to work backwards to create that scene, because that scene will happen in the last thousand words of the fic, like, every time. Okay, so what happened with the idea of the fic? What was this? It was Harry, I think, strung up with a vine? Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. Being like, oh my god, help me. You had this image of Harry strung up with a vine? Yes. And I knew that I needed, (laughs) uh, I needed to write a fic in Ikea for the Larry Abroad Fest, because I had... It has to be in Ikea, because I love Ikea, and I was like, how can I put these together? Um, And I think it's very obvious that Ikea is full of things that you can't see, because they block off some of the doors every couple of months, because there are always a lot of shortcuts in Ikea, and if you know where they are, you can get through Ikea really fast, and so their solution is every couple of months they change up which shortcuts work, Mm -hmm. and they put walls in them, but you can still tell if you actually look. Yeah, except yeah. Costco's like scary big. It would be giants that live in Costco. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is there like 
there's that, and there's the fact that basically every single fic that I ever write is based on the fact that I have read every Diana Wynne-Jones book ever written. And every fic that I write, if you have read a lot of Diana Wynne-Jones, you'll be like, oh, it's just Diana Wynne-Jones in this girl. Um, because all that she writes is stuff that it's like, is this, is this our world? And then you're like, oh, it's not our world. It could be our world. But now there's a centaur there. Um, she, she's my favorite author of all time. And side note, she fucking was in J.R. Tolkien's class in college. Like that he was right. He was like teaching this class. Uh, because he had to be like a professor at Oxford, um, because he was fucking like I wanna I wanna like do professor shit, and so he had to actually teach a class, and he didn't want to teach a class. I so, wanna be a doctor. So he made it as boring as possible because he was like, if everybody quits the class, I'll have no, to actually have to teach hook. it, and yeah. I can do whatever I wanted. And she fucking refused to quit the class because she was like, this is fascinating, <laughs> teach me all the fucking trees again. Yeah. And he was so mad at her. <laughs> he hated her so much and she was just like I just want to learn I'm just going to fucking learn um, so I love her and she's my role model in every way and uh, she writes magical realism like nobody's fucking business okay. so everything that I like before I write my big bangs specifically because they're the only thing I have to actually put work into to like make a a chart of what happens an outline mm-hmm. um, I will find one of her books on audiobook and listen to it all the way through I mean, I have, like, my favorite book of all time, mm-hmm. which is the Dale Mark Quartet, which is technically four books, but I have it all in one, so it counts. <laughs> um, but usually, I will get, like, one of the Lives of Christopher Chant, or, like, one of the fucking, uh, fucking, the Magical Guy series. You know, Lives of Christopher Chant is one of those. Crestomanthe, uh, the Crestomanthe books. Where it's, like, it's a bunch of worlds that are kind of connected, and you can kind of go between the worlds, and there's this, like, magical guy who's kind of able to maybe go between the worlds. You don't know. Um, but so each of those books is set in a kind of a different world, and one of them is definitely ours, but it's not the one you think, because one of them starts out, and you're like, this is definitely our world. And then it's like, oh, well, magic is illegal here, and they kill all the witches. And it's like, maybe that's not our world, because we don't, like, kill them. We just don't think about them. But... (sighs) So the point is, is yeah. first of all, my answer is actually just read every Diana Winchester book okay. ever made. I've not ever read. Have you heard? Her. You've heard of Howl's Moving Castle? Yeah, that's yeah. the first thing. It's about. nothing like the movie, but it's <laughs> better in a different way. They're both good. Um, yeah, most people haven't heard of her, but also, uh, if but you've heard of Terry so Pratchett, they, they were like BFFs, and Neil Gaiman, they were like they were like yeah. BFFs. I was gonna yeah. say, like when you were describing the way that she roles and stuff, it sounded so much like. Like this world. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. But like, yeah, nobody in America has heard of her really, mm-hmm. which is so sad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She also has one called A Guide to Fairyland, I think, which is kind of making a mockery of like how to world build guides. What was the one that you said was your favorite? The Dalemark Quartet. I don't remember <laughs> what the actual books were called besides Drowned Anna, which I think is the first one. I read it in middle school, and every fucking book, uh, it's a storyline, and you get to the end of the book, and it's kind of a cliffhanger, and then you get to the second book, and it's like, this is a completely different world and storyline, and it fucks you up, <laughs> and you get really mad, and you don't read it for like six months, because you're like, what the fuck, you just took all these characters, you made me fall in love with them, and now they're gone. Back together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, okay, so you take those two facts, so Diana Wynne-Jones is what I base everything on, and the fact that I only care about one scene in every fic. <laughs> 
And it's never at the beginning. And it's never at the beginning. It is always the, the fucking, when you have, like, the story okay. hill, it's at the top of the hill. The climax. What, what about, um, okay, the, the mermaid with the zebra? I link to a picture in that fic that Channy B did. I don't know what. I think I've seen that. Because I just reread the Yeah, of Harry. I want to say it's Harry sitting in Louis' lap, and they're both mermaids, and Harry is looking real happy, and Louis' like, fuck off, everybody. Um, (laughs) So it was that scene, which didn't exactly exist, but it did my heart. (laughs) Even though technically their tail colors are wrong, and it converts my fic, but that's fine. So you were inspired by all? Yes. The, the art made the scene for me. The play was like, it was based off of a minute that I loved. Yeah. And I was like, someday I'm going to pick this minute. And you made an angel. And then I made a... Well, what's on the head? Yes. Louis with... It's Louis's back. He's got wings. He's like sort of like a three-quarter piece with his back and the wings. And then I couldn't figure out how to write an angel tech. So I wrote him as a, oh, I know what it is, because it's the, it's not wings, it's like giant, it's like giant wing tattoo, yeah. mm. all over his back. And so I wanted to write based on that, and so I wrote him as a fallen angel on that, who happened to lose his actual wings. Oh, that's real sad. Yes. Yeah, that's not a happy ending. I don't like that. <laughs> no, it's a sad start. Because, because he was an angel, and then he chose to stay with Harry, and he continued to be with Harry. Yeah, and then Harry broke his heart. And then they broke up. I don't like that. <laughs> but it's a... <laughs> it's a Louis Zane pick. Where they're hooking up. But they and don't get it. It's not... A, it's not you don't it's, like a, it's a, like, potential for a... It is an <laughs> open ending pick. I can't handle this. I know all of my open endings, I know in my heart whether they are happy or sad endings, and in this one it's a happy ending. Mm. I guess I just didn't write it. Uh, <laughs> well, it's like, it's like the squirrel thing. I like to think this is a happy ending, even though you told me that there was not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, you didn't write it, so it's Mouth like, shut on that one, because I know many people share your opinion. Terrible. Shut up. We're mermaid fic. Too bad. I also don't know the name of it. I know oh, a quick way to find that. Look on Anitra's blog? I well, I was going to say Podfix House, but Anitra was <laughs> the one who read it. <laughs> oh, it's way back there. I feel like it was year one of wordplay. Does the title have the word one in it? Zebra was actually the third year. What? I know, it's wild. I guess it was new enough that I, I could do digital idea. art. Yeah, because it's based on an IKEA documentary I've been watching at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't finish it because it was coming out in installments on DVC, and then we had to move, and I got distracted. Moon dances. Oh, over. and it was ah. yeah, because it was our episode. So it had O's in it. It was like one. Yes. <laughs> the O's in moon. It's half the word one. Oh, that Yeah, it does. It does count. It counts, but it doesn't count. First <laughs> I'm looking. The art isn't there. I didn't tag it? You did. And it says that the URL is Oh, it's because she changed her URL. Okay, well, in the in the fix, 
in the leaks of the picu uh, in the is they blocked. <laughs> Maybe no, in, in the in oh the, the original is gone. Yeah, um, mm. I'll so change you, it to this yeah, link. It's <laughs> very important, <laughs> very most important art of all time. And coincidentally, I believe that art is based off of something else. Yep, <laughs> that is also gone. <laughs> oh, but I like it. Yeah. So it's so good. <laughs> it's like, so good. Get away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll have to link the art too. That's going to be a yeah. fun podcast. Absolutely. I like the idea of starting backwards. I think some things that it works better that way, like especially like we're talking about the, the brewer slash detective mm-hmm. thing. Uh, if you know what's going to happen at the end, like the big reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe with most picks, that probably, not most, but some picks that probably wouldn't work, but I like the idea of having a scene that you're building towards. I don't think it works. It's also the only thing that gets me to write the rest of the pick. Really? Yeah, because I can't write that scene until I get there, because otherwise I'll only write that scene. I want to know what we (laughs) see from your vampire, your big bang. That kept changing and morphing. Um, so originally that... (laughs) <laughs> originally that big bang was going to be empreg werewolves <laughs> um wait 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 how was the pregnancy happen would they be pregnant would it be their baby he was going to come into it pregnant and okay. that was the reveal was that you you can't kill him because you can't kill a pregnant person um that'd be rude so it would be. because like the child didn't do anything. He cares about the child. And he's like, "You can kill me afterward." Um, but then I had just like written werewolves for something else. And I was like, "I really want to write vampires." And I think I'd also recently read some Teen Wolf, and I was like, "I don't want to. I don't want to write. I'll, it'll end up being too much like that. So I can't do that." Yeah. So then it became we- uh, vampires. But so then I was like, "Well, why doesn't he kill him? Because it can't be that he's pregnant now. Because vampires can't get pregnant." Nope, they can't. <laughs> That's the rules. Um, <laughs> but so then it was like, okay, so the answer is that there's another reason that he can't be killed. So that's got to be that he's under someone else's protection. He, so I guess they both got to be locked into a contract that means that he can't kill him, because otherwise he would. And then it's like, well, is it just going to be, it can't just be a vampire with a bunch of humans. I'm just going to make everybody different things. Mm-hmm. So then Louis became a uh, fucking... Uh, and then it was like, well, why are they in a contract together? Well, they gotta protect a wall! <laughs> so it's literally, it was just me falling asleep every night being, okay, well, I guess we gotta change something else here. And, and I'd get the strangest yeah. messages, and then I'd be like, where's the rest? And she's like, I don't have it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, but I want it. And then she'd be like, okay, scratch that. Never mind. We're going to do this instead. And I'd be like, this, okay. This was the most like rigorous, active world building I've ever done, I think, because I was literally putting it all together just in order to have the ability for them to hate each other, because all big bangs, they have to hate each other. That's how it works. <laughs> That's your big bang? Yes. yes. There's always a moment where they're like, hmm. The very first one, it's not true. It's just a I don't reveal things until the end. And technically, the fucking one with uh, Nick Grimshaw, yeah, 
There's Diamond. a small, there is a small moment where they all do kind of hate each other and that's why they're working there. But like, it's always, it has to be interpersonal conflict that's not real conflict because they just don't know things about each other. Because they don't want people that actually don't like each other. Yeah. Make you sad. When they don't like each other. But if they don't like each other for reasons that are wrong, that's fine. Of course. Because <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. you don't want them to be not likable. They have to all be likable people. Mm-hmm. I'm not writing about things I don't like. That makes sense. Yeah. Why things can't be open-ended. <laughs> 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 Except I do technically have two fics that are open-ended, but it's because I know what happens, and yes. I don't want to write the rest. It's a little different yeah. that Which way. Which one Forests and other kinds of wildlife. Which was a an old... It might be like year one of Word Play. And um, the one... That was also a wordplay one that's set in Bath, England, in the kitchen, and he's like a servant. And I thought it was fine, and then everyone else is like, where's the next chapter? So I said, oh, there might be a next chapter, and I'm never going to write it because it doesn't exist. I mean, people ask me for more on my fix all the time. But that yeah, but they're, they're, they're saying that it's not finished. <laughs> oh, they, yeah. they get together? I, mean, I don't think so. I don't think they technically got together, but they were going to. Yeah. You can yeah. What I've learned that is game. there's a there's a tag for that. It's pre slash. I don't know who I did not know yeah. that. But I now I don't I don't like to read pics that have that tag in that because I'm like I don't want to know if it's pre slash. That's a weird thing to know now because then I know where it ends. So you're yeah. a tag reader. I in fact don't like to read fix that I end up not liking. Anitra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Some listen. I have read so many fics with suicide in them, and I didn't know. So now I read for certain tags. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And sometimes I don't like it when it's like, oh, if you if you're gonna put a tag in here that's like all these characters are unlikable, then I am not going to read it because actually I don't want to read a fic where all of them are unlikable. I need at least one likable character. And if someone's gonna like go out of their way to tag that, then that means it's real bad for me. Oh, you're yeah, like, how do they tag? All of these characters are unlikable. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not a real tag. They just do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. I try to watch. Have you not? I don't like them. Succession. I have not. <laughs> that's a great example. Okay. Of everyone here. But that's more of a like. Aren't you kind of watching from a like from a distance? Like you're not a. Like I'm intrigued by how much I hate everybody. I, I know like that fans baby girlify one of the characters, yeah. so maybe he's likable. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they, they do that with the two guys, the, the Tolkien. Yeah. He is, like, one of the most Like Macaulay? Yeah. Like Kieran, his brother. Like his brother. Kieran. Yeah. And then the, the Pride and Prejudice. Matthew McFadden. Thank you. Yeah. Um, they, uh, him too. Mm-hmm. And they're both, everyone's unlikable. Mm-hmm. The girl is really hot. What is her? That makes her likable. <laughs> you would think you know? so, but that is not the case. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I feel for her more just because she's like a woman trying to be taken seriously in business. I got that one. And she's hot. And she's hot. <laughs> she is also, you know. We're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Four of us. We're in a house together. We're surrounded by trees and grass. 
pen and wildflowers and deer. The um the notes say don't go into the dark woods because of imminent danger. We are not allowed to go past the tall grass. Yeah. Because at the very end, it says something like, in these trying times. Yeah, because every time is a thing. And right after the important parts was the ending. Okay. That's why Maybe they should have highlighted that. <laughs> Maybe they <laughs> have you have you considered that you and Anitra have something in common? <laughs> is it is it skipping you is, is it skipping? How many sign ups for your tests has she done and said no? I did not read. The she fact. never reads the rules. Exactly. I quit including that as a as a clicky thing because of Anitra. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna read the rules anyway. What does it matter? Uh, should put a password saying. in the rules. I had no idea that I was going to read So that's where we are. Wait, there's like, there's 50 deer here. But it's we've great. already gone off into the dark woods. I am going to rent. Can it be Harry is a centaur and he slaps his old ass? No. <laughs> you are First of all, it can't. Yourself. Second of all, I'm not sure his arm can reach that far. Can someone else? I suppose. <laughs> Nile. Nile is going just, to slap Just to get him oh running God. faster. It's not a sex thing. It's like, get a move on. <laughs> It'll be a joke, and he'll be very See, offended. <laughs> you are thinking like a cowboy sort yes. of centaur. I'm thinking <laughs> a nice, proper equestrian sort of centaur. Which is why he'll be all offended. He'll be offended by the ass slap. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to have me venture into the world of what it means for a centaur to be turned on? I do. Mm, I will not. <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll just confuse them. I'm moving okay. right to kisses. I don't. There know. might be a. <laughs> Someone got to the end of my Big Bang and they left a message and they were like, "Really great. You forgot the kiss though." And I was like, "I did forgot the kiss." <laughs> <laughs> I think that she read that comment while we were at Starbucks one night for our writing night. That she was just like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot to kiss." And I was like, happened. "I have no idea what you're talking about." What are you gonna do? Maybe write it. Take it back in there. Take it back in there. I have I have heavily edited Big Bangs in the past, and, and been like, I did forget to be seven series. And their lips met. Cool. Magic. Brief. Yeah. Okay, wait. Getting back to topic. Oh, okay. Hello, podcast. I also really, really like the idea of taking two disparate things, like Harry being tied up by vines and Ikea. How can I put these two together? Right. Yes. Like, I feel like that would be a great exercise for me, probably, in, like, we should do a thing where we take, like, two weird prompts I, together. I call it the trope grab bag. Sometimes it doesn't work. My um, personal trainer... Vampire, werewolf, girl direction, AU, has not gotten off the ground because if you just put the tropes in, sometimes you do miss the plot. <laughs> Trainer, Sagan. Vampire, werewolf, girl direction, AU. They're roommates. So the vampire is the werewolf right now? No, the werewolf is. But, like, it's not, like, a big deal. It's just, you know, they're also vampire, and werewolf, and, and roommates. Because sometimes I do just write lists Wait, of prompts and pick them at random. Say, so how do you come across, like, how do you get 
that's usually when it's uh, wordplay. It's wordplay. It's due in 12 hours, um, and I haven't written anything. And I think, I don't know what to do now. And so I go into my inspo tag on my blog, and I scroll down until I think, okay, we're going to go with fish and uh, wine. And then you write a story about a really rich area where there's a mermaid in the lake in the middle of a really rich area, and he gets stuck on the rope of a boat and gets towed along underneath, and he's like, fuck this guy. Um, I love that fic. That fic was me pulling tropes out of a bag. <laughs> That sounds right, yeah. Uh I hate God! Yes. (laughs) He does not realize that it is the smallest fishing boat of all time, and the motor only kind of works. Also, it's full of spiders. I refuse to use that boat, because this was entirely based on my family's really tiny, small cabin in the middle of nowhere. Um, And if you try to put that boat in the lake in the middle where Harry is, uh, the boat does not come back out because it's a very steep incline, and the boat will stay there for days. But, <laughs> oh, it's a big heavy phone. I don't have strong arms. <laughs> you get stuck on the lake. I can swim. <laughs> it took a while for the boat to come back. <laughs> There's a lot of really nice water lilies in the pond. Um, <laughs> and a lot of spiders in the boat. And they need a place to live. I need them. I need them to move when I'm using it. They can come back afterwards, but I need them to be gone while I'm using it. I've considered bringing canned air. Um, you, you, what you do is you just... If you turn the boat over, it goes under. Have you not moved <laughs> Wait, you don't move it. Have you not moved spiders before? No, there's no spiders. I'm from you the city. Them, you just let the spiders go. No, seriously, <laughs> you just gently pick them up with like a worm and you take them. Spiders have little tiny needle things that they will put in my skin, and then there's little needles in my skin, and there's a spider, and I squish it, and the spider stuck to me. I don't like any of this talk about the spiders. Can we move I on? Can't do the spiders. Topic. Anyway. What I'm gonna say mm. is that I'm really glad that none of you ever came to my house that I used to live in. <laughs> Me too. Because we had banana spiders. Mm-mm. And they're like half the size of my hand. No. But they don't bother you. See, does that plug your ears? My garden is full of wolf spiders. Oh, spiders. They go real fast. They yeah, sure they fucking do. But they don't look evil. Do they not? I'm pretty sure they hurt me emotionally. (laughs) We have little jumping spiders that do like people. We get those stuck in the stuck in the bathtub. They can't jump high enough. (laughs) And they like slide back down again. Yeah. I was thinking about the truck grab bag thing. Yep. Bring it back for riding. Bring it it back Um, around. And that's where I had an idea. It's because of science, kind of a similar thing, I guess. My idea for my satellite fic, which is not going to be for the Harry's House Fest, because I'll never be able to finish it in time. It'll be probably my big thing next year, actually. But it's because this visual, which is not really a visual, because I can't really see it to see shit that I haven't actually seen. And I've not seen satellites spinning around waiting for anybody. Oh, like Harry Spinner. Yeah. But I see Harry spinning on stage, right? And so I imagine a satellite like going around the earth, right? And so I was thinking about that and I was like, what if he's like waiting for his soulmate to pull him in? And so he's just like a satellite, like on rotation around the earth waiting for his soulmate to pull him in. I was like, 
like, wait, no, what if he's like a star? And so then I started coming up with all these things. And anyway, so because of this, I like brainstormed this whole thing. And then I like word vomited it to, was it you and Sada? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, Emma and Sada. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, Emma gave me the best compliment ever and said, that sounds like. Well, he is a star, like that's how he lives, and I will not give more information because it's plastic, but um, he, he does end up down on Earth because he's wait, he's been waiting for his home to pull him down. No, he just like gets a body because that's what he was waiting for. He was waiting to be able to come and help Louis, his soulmate, but like Louis was not pulling him in because Louis didn't belong. First of all, waiting for him to come, that's what she said. <laughs> Second of all, he could fall down Jacob's ladder. Oh, yeah, okay. So, like, I need to say this other thing before I forget. Um, but the other thing about writing magical realism world building is that actually the real answer is you have to create the world in your mind. Mm -hmm. Flush it out in your mind. Okay, but how do you do that for someone who doesn't have, like, visuals? What you do is <laughs> your car dies and you get stuck somewhere for, like, two hours. And you don't have anything else to do to, except to sit there and think. Okay. So you should pull my phone. I have a Walkman. I have a Walkman. I don't have to take my phone with me. I have a Walkman and I have two CDs for it. Nope, they're not CDs. Two cassettes for it. <laughs> they are Harry and Lou's, and I can walk around the neighborhood with just that and move without my phone. And do I get bored? Yes. That's the plan. Um, and it's easy to world build when you are bored and you have nothing else to do. And you just go through things in your mind forever until you have an entirely fleshed out world because the, oh, the answer to like most world building questions is you don't have to have a fucking you have to know slightly more than the audience, and then you have to only tell the audience half of what you know. Like, I got I got a very lovely comment today on the very first pic I ever wrote, and like the first part of it was them being like, oh my god, I'm crying, thank you so much, I appreciate that. And then they said, why is he the offering? Is he a virgin? And that's why they chose him. And where was home exactly? Is it the same planet where H saw him or another? And did he ever see his sisters again? And did Harry ever find out how to properly use the necklace? Asked a bunch of questions. The answer is, I don't know, and it doesn't matter. You don't have to know shit. You have to know slightly more than you write down, and that's it. You don't have to know the full world. Because everyone else, when they're reading a fic, they're going to build that yeah. whole world in their mind. It is not the world that you built. It is a completely different world from the one that you built. That's why I like ABO. I'm not a visual person. If I have a hard time reading stories that have a lot of details about the visuals because if they're telling me a bunch of different pieces that it I can't put together in scrapbooks. And so that's not the way that I write because I can't do it. Um, I can't see that. I can't visualize like that. Um, so I focus on very different things. And so my world building is about the feel of the world. And just like, obviously, this is what's accepted. This is the societal norm. That's what I focus on. And it only is focused on if it's actually affecting my characters. And oftentimes, I make it up in the moment. Because I'm like, you know what? I need this to happen for my character. So here we go. That's the new rule for this world. Also, writing as if your audience already knows everything that you know. Yeah. yeah. 
it's just if they already know everything I know, I'll have to explain everything. They just kind of pick it up based on what I said, and it's like, oh well, obviously you all already knew that, even though they actually don't know shit. But if you convince them that they do, then they do. Mm-hmm. No, all this makes so much sense. Really I feel like, does. and it takes so much pressure off too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you don't have to do like a huge. Like a lot of times, if you see like like a like how to world build. Yeah, it's too much. It's, it's overwhelming. In a way, it's it's more yeah. geared towards like high fantasy yes. type stuff, where they have like literal worlds that they're building, where there's like epic novels and stuff. And um, you're not none of us are writing like five hundred thousand words set in this like epic fantasy world. Mm-hmm. It's much shorter, and um, there's probably a lot less going on. Thank you. Squishy, squish. Uh, but even that, like, if I were to do that, knowing that I don't need to do it all at once before I start, and I could just do it as I go, mm-hmm. feels like it would take They're very different types. Like, if you're not a cancer, you're not a cedar cancer writer. So I can see when yeah. that would be like, it's true. I found for things like that, though, like, when I'm trying, I, I literally say I'm channeling Emu for this mm-hmm. one. Like, when I'm talking when I'm trying to write things that I've not written before, was my Big Bang from, I don't even know what year it was. 2018. No, not Tiny Wimey, the year after that. Um, it was my 19th. The one that you can't read, actually. It's kind of dystopian fantasy type stuff, and like Louis has to go on an epic quest to like find Harry. And there's lots of medical aspects to it. Was that 2020? I think that was 2020. Is that a 2019 or 2020? I don't know. I wrote that thing in like two weeks. It was like magic that fucking thing. But I had a really basic outline of what I needed to have happen because each fic has like a different way that it's written. Some of them need a lot more in-depth brain world, like brainstorming and world building, and others just need nothing. And that one was one where I needed the basic points to it. And I had been so scared to write something like this leading up to it because I was like, there's so much that has to go into building this whole world. Like, it literally takes place in a place that, like, is built on what our world is now, but, like, it's not like that anymore. Right. But that means that, like, literally no holds barred. Like, I could have anything else happening. Yeah. And that was kind of daunting. But I had to not overthink it. And so the way that I didn't overthink it was I was like, these are the plot points that I want to have happen. And this is the ultimate reward. I want there to be some dreams involved that kind of give him the clues that he needs to keep going, and I want the characters to have these. But, like, I had to force myself not to overthink and to just write the story and use the basic idea of where I wanted the story to go in order to have it happen. And it's, like, it's the fastest thing I've ever written in my life. You do write real fast. And it came from a storybook that I was making (laughs) for bed. That I had randomly picked up at the library. Mm-hmm. It was a new arrival. It looked really fucking good. And I read it and I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing. <laughs> like, this yeah. is going to be the coolest thing. Like, I yeah. literally took pictures and sent it to a group chat and was like, I'm writing this. Yeah. And um, it became that. And, but it's because, like, I was just like, take what we know and then change it a little bit and don't overthink. Mm-hmm. The overthinking is what gets me and scares the shit out of me. Um, I have a tendency to overthink what I'm writing, so mm-hmm. I have to leave. That is, um, like I, uh, it was 2019, I was just looking mm-hmm. it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, I've done the science fiction stuff, uh, fantasy 
just aware and a little bit more mm-hmm. than the audience. And um, I kind of feel like pretending like you know what's going on. <laughs> like the fake it till you make it type of idea um, works really well. Uh, Is that what you did with the second hand lines? Oh, yeah. Because actually in Disney time travel, it didn't work out. Exactly. Damn it. So I, I knew the answer before I asked you. <laughs> so faking it worked out really well. I was so disappointed, like that you didn't, that I didn't yeah. invent time travel. But also, like that other people hadn't invented it. I was like, there's all the science here, guys. Like, come on, somebody smarter than me has got to be better at this. I find sci-fi really hard to write because you have to have a set of rules for how it works. Bentley Station is kind of sci-fi-ish. Bentley Station is fantasy. It's just but fantasy it in space. Sci- <laughs> but it's in space, so it feels sci-fi. But yeah, there's no rules for how it works. <laughs> I see, I like rules, but they're hard to come up with. Yeah. Because you can't handle the rules. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember half the things I write as I'm writing them. That's why... I really love reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't like fantasy. I'm going to tell them wrong. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of like the idea of writing magical realism. Like that sounds scary, but when you break it down, it feels so safe. It feels not so scary, and it makes me want to try. But I don't. I don't know. How what do still? <laughs> I feel like I could potentially. What sort of, like, intrigues you, like, as far as, like, what you would want to write in that sort of universe? That's what, I feel like that is, like, the basis of it, is, like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how, Okay. like, yeah. you, you coming up with vampires, okay, so then, so you shouldn't be a vampire in a world of humans. It's like, oh, I would never think that you shouldn't be a, a vampire in a world of humans, like, like, I, I feel like there's, like, a step there that I'm, like, I don't take it one step further. What if you take the things that you know that you do like mm-hmm. and then try to do that? Like, like you like, <laughs> you like established relationships. Yes. You like angst. Yes. That's enough to me. You don't need more. Like, okay. then you start to, like, maybe try to do that. Well, right. Like, all, everything that I write is because I want to read it. And I would never write established relationship, but I yeah. also would never write basketball. Nice. But maybe I would write swimming. I, I accidentally yeah. wrote basketball. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Because <laughs> really, you wanted to write Puck Johnson. I did. <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh, that's such a good one, too. I, was thinking I about really that only wanted to write about a tiny penis. Those are so I was important. Like, those are so important. They so. are. That was a basketball accidental. Like I, did, I was like, okay, the teachers, they get together and do sports after school. What can they do? Basketball, it's easy. But then I was like, oh, I don't really know anything about basketball. I kind of do, but I don't. So I had to do it. What I know is that um, it's very loud and repetitive. It is and very loud. A lot it of smells good, shoes. but it's too overwhelming. But the point is, is maybe you would never write about vampires with um, elves yeah. and other creatures. Because I, don't think, that's not... I don't think vampires are where you would be. You don't need towards But maybe you could like write about a world where everybody has wings, but once they have sex, they don't have wings anymore. That exists somewhere. Mm-hmm. I read that somewhere. But mm-hmm. 
something that's a little yeah. bit more your yeah. style. But, like, not everyone would write exactly what I write, because then those would be the weirdest fandom in existence. <laughs> and, but there are some things the that I just... Fandom. My not mind is Danny drawn DeVito toward. coming, trying to steal their girl I did the write vampires. that. I did write Danny DeVito. <laughs> Sure he was very important. He was so important. Yeah. But I would never write some other old white guy I've never heard of. <laughs> Can't think of any because I haven't heard of them. Here's another question for Nick, though. Like, are you wanting to write something that feels like it could happen in real life, even though it obviously is? Because I feel like there's lots of different ways that you could look at magical realism. It's a world where, like, magic is normal. Everybody understands that, and it's accepted, but it's just kind of like our world with magic. Or is it one of those where, like, it's just got some magical aspects to it? Or, like, kind of supernatural aspects, you know? Cause, like, magical I mean, elements. I have stuff like written that. stuff like that. Like, I wrote, like, my tele... Like, I wrote... I have a fic where everyone has powers, and Harry's heartbroken and goes to the bar, and Louis has telekinesis, and Harry can create fire. Anyway... So I can, I can... That's magical but that's, realism. It is? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. It's just an aspect of it. So if you can take... The, the yeah. Yeah. If you just take, like... That's all you need to do. You There's just find like, the things that you would write, that yeah. you like, and that you're interested in. And just so add means, an aspect of it to that. And as yeah. you get there's like there's three levels comfortable with that, you yeah. continue to grow and add it in the just naturally. The problem here is that that will come off the top. So it wasn't like... Yes. You can well, find those pumps. Yeah, There's she, three levels of natural like, realism. You know though. what I want to write is this type of magic. Yeah. This type. So, like, it's the level where the people are magical, the place is magical, and they're in a magical place. Regular people are magical. And I feel like you've written people are magical multiple yes. times. Place is magical would be, like, there's magic around you, and then yeah. magical place is, like, you walk through Ikea and you are somewhere else. Right. right. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that in writing. I'm not, not going to do it. When I eventually but transcribe this episode, it will be in writing. Episode <laughs> transcript yes. coming soon. I like that. Yeah, that's good. I like yeah. that breakdown. So what do you, what do you like? What, what calls out to you about magical realism to write? What do you I think the thing I like reading about it is that I'm so, it feels so uh, fun most of the time in a way of like, oh, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Where I feel like with a lot of fix especially, you know what's going to happen. And so it adds an element of like, ooh, this is really interesting. I don't know what's going to happen and I don't, I didn't see that coming or I didn't. With my short fix, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how they're going to end. I think that's also where the magical realism comes in, <laughs> is that I am entirely just making it up as it goes. Yeah. There's no plan there. I don't think that... I think that if you plan it out, there's a possibility that someone can figure it out. If you don't plan it out, no yeah. one can know. I also like... And I started trying to do this to challenge myself a little bit, and now it's become habit, um, where like you think about a story, and you're writing it, and your natural inclination is to take it in one direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so then instead of going that way you go the opposite direction because that's something different and it's unexpected for me so maybe it'll be yeah. unexpected for somebody else as well Yeah. and so that's a different way to look at it as well when it comes to like surprising people 
also I have a I have a word for what I really love how I love to end fix now. I figured this out because I watched Pirates of Penzance. What I like is a Gilbert and Sullivan ending, ah. aka an ending that can be solved. All the problems can be solved in one sentence explanation. It's like, oh, everything's fine now for this entirely nonsensical reason. <laughs> And I do get some angry messages saying, hey, that that doesn't make any sense. But at the same time, it's like, I think it does make sense. And it ended real fast and just how I wanted it to. Yeah. <laughs> don't like, don't read. That's great. Right. But do read it. But do really, really good. Read it anyway. <laughs> and don't tell it that you don't want to. Never read fantasy. non fiction fantasy. Oh, <laughs> nonfiction <laughs> fantasy. I was like, my brain is broken. What is that? Um, <laughs> fucking wild, bro. <laughs> no, I don't think I do. I have a hard time reading fantasy. Do you listen to nonsense songs? No. I have been listening to the same song on repeat for a month, and it's going to be a great story someday. All the sister sisters. There is album, a Wonderful Sisters. So Giants Sisters. album that I used to listen to that's a little bit nonsensical. That makes sense to me. And yeah, you could definitely pull inspiration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. Mm-hmm. Also, um, once I know what songs are about, they lose their magic. But if you are like me and you can't understand a fucking word they're saying, songs get real magical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ideas that my husband has for lines of Disney songs from like 30 years ago and I'll sing them and it'll be the real lyrics and he'll be like that's what they're saying it's not this you know and you're just like why would they say that in a Disney song <laughs> what's wrong with you I think it's I think the place being magical is particularly interesting to me because place is something I so rarely think about me too. Yeah. Like, it's always, like, the very last on my list of, like, any any sort of anything. Yeah. So I feel mm-hmm. like so maybe if you come up with a place. Yeah. You can do something. Yeah. I have an art inspiration blog that I go to and I stare at paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll find, like, I'll make a mood board of, like, three paintings and then just stare at it until I know them by heart. And then I will just put a story in those. Oh. Huh. Yeah. I'll communicate a lot. I work hard. Um, that are there any free murder who's no longer in the Graceling? Yes. Yes. Fucking love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And I'm thinking now that they're all, like, most of those are also setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about his books lately and how I want to go back and read I have yes. been going back and reading yeah. his books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah gracing yeah. in a suit. So, so place. Yeah. So maybe yeah. So find a so take the idea of existing relationship and hate. Yeah. And then like do what you said and and places because you can't. Yeah. You're not gonna come up with them in your brain. Right. So like yeah, just study places and see what like what strengths you can. Yeah. And maybe you'll be inspired that way. Yeah. Or if you really wanna. For the challenge, study a color palette. Ooh. A, a nice Ooh, I like a challenge. I it's enjoy. Like to a challenge. I usually yeah, look I, at yeah, pastels. Then it, I, and right? it like gives me more of a focus than just like, okay, so I have a setting. It's a location. 
Now make it magical. Mm-hmm. Like that is just like there you go. The lake. What do you mean there you go? The lake spits out what you need. But if you, See? it's like okay. a requirement, but <laughs> a lake. But you think of the idea of a lake, and then you add this picture of death with a rubber ducky. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. See, I think I need. I need someone. Oh, that's. Oh. Oh, that sounds actually about scary. How would you know? Cherry sandbox. Like you have to go out and find it, but you don't necessarily know where it is, but you know what it is. We said, I said that the lake showed you a reflection of what you need, but you can't get it out. That makes me sad. I wouldn't write that. I'm thinking that maybe I'll challenge myself for replay to make at least one of them. Yeah, start small. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I wrote my first ABO fic the way that I did it. Mm-hmm. It's because I needed it to be small and not intimidating yeah. for me. A U where everything is normal, but the cherry tree cherries are gummy. Yeah, make just one thing <laughs> weird. Yeah. Actually, just write that in every pic yeah. that you write. <laughs> just you don't have to ever acknowledge it. You just need to know in your heart yeah. all the cherries they're are gummies. Like, oh, <laughs> and they're like, oh look, a cherry tree. Yeah. Chomp chomp. Yeah. That would be awesome. I think also something that I don't have to like pluck it from my brain. And it feels like such an obvious thing, but like not having to pluck it from my brain, but instead be like, I'm gonna pick my fourth. And so pick from whatever block, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I have to use that. Like, putting constraints in instead of just being like, just imagine the universe. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, I don't know, I don't have really great ideas in my brain. I don't. Every magical <laughs> idea that I have, <laughs> yes. every magical idea that I have is from something I've seen or read and my brain interpreted wrong. Oh, okay. Like that song, You Give Love a Band-Aid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's the One Direction song that I always wrote the lyrics to, but I can't remember it. Um, is there anything else you would like to add about mm-hmm. world building before we bring this to a close? Uh, I don't fucking know. I don't. I think I'm out of the smart people things that I had to say. Cool. Well, thank you. I feel like it's been really helpful. Yeah. Aside from the tangents, which were also helpful in a different way. 70% of what we said. It's okay. For some reason, people like to listen to it. <laughs> it's very entertaining. It's like you have friends in the car with you. That's what podcasts are supposed to be. Yeah. Um, it's been really helpful. I wonder if it'll help me um, write uh, something. I don't really have anything specifically fantasy in mind, but like my alien idea. Um, that's not a people type of sort of thing. So not magical setting. I'm like, have I ever written a magical setting? It's always been magical people. Magical settings are the hardest thing to do. Yeah. I feel like that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's much well, easier to put magical people in a normal setting. Yeah, yeah like we were saying about like, the product therapist and the girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, Big Bang was yeah. yeah. in college. Yeah. And we're all vampires yeah. in college. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done that. So the only settings I've done have been like sci fi type stuff. Mm-hmm. So this has been episode 43, talking about world building. Thank you to our special guests. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> you, you need to get closer to the microphone. I'm Sue. Lou Lawrence. On everything. <laughs> I'm Emu. London Fog in a Cup and Lady Londonderry. All over the place. I'm Nick. Lewin has AF on Tumblr and Yes is a World on AO3. I'm Lauren. Kings of Everything on Tumblr and AO3. And thank you for listening to the Rose and Dagger podcast. A podcast about writing fan fiction. Mm-hmm.